Hello, I'm Matthias Spiegel. And I'm Ronald Donaldson. And welcome to another episode of... But That's a Different Story. Where we bring you stories so extrasensory, you'd think motion-activated cameras caught you sniffing umami in a massage chair at a Jimmy Buffett concert. That's right, Matthias. And speaking of sniffing, it looks like you have the case of the sniffles. What's got you so upset? I'm not sad, Ronald, though my nose is crying. You see, I've got a bad case of allergies. Oh, you're allergic to HAL 9000, the supercomputer from the film 2001? No, but I am allergic to the 2001 film Shallow HAL. Were you watching it recently? Indeed I was. I'm doing a deep dive on Gwyneth Paltrow, much like her character does in the movie. And much like that dive, she made quite a splash in my life. So I'm honoring her by going through her life. You mean watching her movies, not going through her trash and stalking her. No, 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 not like that. Though I do monitor to see what packages she gets. But I don't open them. I just wonder, what's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> well, I hope you'll tell us all about her Coldplay days and give us the scoop on Goop. The Coldplay scoop is what I call eating ice cream before sex. <laughs> Speaking of allergies and scoops, our story today is about dogs, and cats, and birds, and all manner of fine, furry, feathered, fishy, or flicky-tunny friends. That's right, Ronald. You met a rather interesting fellow who might even know my good pal Paltrow. Correctamundo. And if you were him, dear listener, you'd already know what this story is about. Rather than spoil it, let's get going with today's story we're calling... Big, Big Screen, Screen Telepathy. weeks ago, I had hired a plant whisperer to encourage my floundering flora and help them thrive. But he did too good of a job. Apparently, he made my garden grow so well that all of my flower friends aged in record time. With all of my plants looking like the Nazi at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, I thought it best to ride off into the sunset with them and give them a proper burial. Like any good plant parent, I gently kissed each flower before carelessly tossing them into my compost bin. When I finished pecking all of my peonies and smooching my snapdragons, I dug inside the soiled soil to see how it was doing. Luckily, and to my surprise, it was like me after my morning breakfast, filled with life. There were so many worms in there that I thought I was looking at the melange planet Arrakis. Admiring my radical recycling skills, I took a picture and shared it with my buddies on Calm Compote Composts, the popular mindfulness, baking, and composting messaging board. User HotCrossSavasaMossBoss69 informed me that a composting convention was happening in New York City that day. I grabbed my bin and rushed to JFK Airport's Courtyard Marriott's titular courtyard where some composting enthusiasts were admiring each other's great greens and bodacious browns. One member of the conference noticed my leafy luggage and suggested I take it to Los Angeles, where a composting competition was about to take place. I had heard of mulch madness, but never thought I'd have a shot of seeding, let alone suck seeding. The sunny stranger had fertilized a dream within me, and I was determined to win. Luckily, I was already at the airport, so I booked a last-minute ticket to L.A. Unluckily, there was only one seat left, and I wasn't about to check or stow my potentially prize-worthy putrid peat pack. So I booked my compost bin the first-class seat, and I was put in a dog crate in the luggage hold. A few hours later, we arrived at Lax, the smaller L.A. airport with terrible security and primarily used by lacrosse teams. I finally emerged onto the luggage carousel and hoped the airline would reunite me with my bin. Much to my surprise, a man with a leather jacket and sunglasses hoisted me off the conveyor belt and unlocked my cage. He gave me a treat and said he knew I was in town for mulch madness, yet he wasn't a member of the airline, airport, or the band Air Supply, though he did look lost in love. I was bewildered how he knew so much about me without knowing anything about me. Curious to know more, I fired up my recorder and started my interview. 
well, why? Well, thank you, kind stranger. Uh, play, please follow me. Why don't we? Uh, I'd like to thank you so much for for freeing me from this dog crate. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, uh, you know, I was gonna head over to this abompon. Anyway, so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, please, I'd love you to join me at the Abon Pan Bar. We can grab a, a frosty one. <laughs> a nice juice. <laughs> oh, yes. yes uh, maybe a cup of chili. I, absolutely, I'd be more than glad to treat you to a cup of chili and a juice. A slice of sourdough. Sure, that too. A round of rye. Gosh, we're running the gamut on a basket of biscuits. You sure love your carbs. <laughs> Me and Oprah. In I fact, do love bread. She got that from me. I was the one that loved bread first. You turned Oprah onto bread. That's amazing. Yes. On and then after on, onto bread. Oh, I don't know what... So, she has Stedman, but you seem to be Breadman. <laughs> Stedman's her steadfast. I'm more of a... <clears throat> a wish-in-the-wind kind of guy. Well, I uh, should first introduce myself. Uh, my name is Ronald Donaldson, which you Ronnie. seem to... <laughs> yes, you seem to know, and you seem to know a lot about me, um, and I'm recording this conversation i hope that's okay for my podcast yes your recorder requires a nine volt battery oh my goodness how did you know that ah just a gift wow well so let's see uh, let me take it back a little bit um I, i gotta just ask about this how do you know oprah how do i know well thank you for your introduction of yourself it was beautiful let me return the favor and introduce myself to you. <laughs> My Gosh. name is Parcival Lafontaine, pet psychic to the stars. Mr. Lafontaine, it's an honor to meet Please. you. And Mr. Lafontaine was my great-grandfather. I oh. took his name. <laughs> well, I hope he didn't want it back. You can call me Percy. Percy, it's such a thrill to meet you. I'm so glad. And to be completely honest, I've never met anyone who's a pet psychic, let alone a pet psychic to the Two stars. The stars. Oh, sorry. Yes, it's one title. Ah, uh, pet psychic to the stars. To the stars. Yes. So, now what does that mean exactly? I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> I'm a pet psychic, and I mostly work within the stars community. Bobby D. Stevie B. Johnny G. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah, of course. Yes, yes. She had the cockatoo. That, uh... Oh, Oprah has a cockatoo. Had. Oh. So... <laughs> I helped bring her back into contact with this cockatoo after its untimely passing so that they could... She could resolve her issues. Uh, Who, the cockatoo or Oprah? Both. Uh-huh. A tumultuous relationship. Hmm. Uh, as it turned out, she strangled it to death. Oh, this is a an exclusive. So Oprah strangled her pet cockatoo to death. This was in the 80s, so, uh, you know, oh. it was different back then. Right, right. Yes, the cockatoo had a competing daytime talk show, as I recall, and was <laughs> starting to climb the ratings. Yes, talk to me with cockatoo. Yes. It didn't have his own name. He just went by his species. Right. Yes. Uh, slowly edging Oprah out of her time slot. And uh, she couldn't have that 
So she took care of it the only way she knows how. She grabbed it, its neck like a fresh baguette. <laughs> Squeezed it. Hmm. Do you squeeze baguettes? Is yes. That <laughs> That's how you know they're fresh. Ah. Like course, a melon. <laughs> oh. Sure. So Oprah <laughs> murdered her pet cockatoo, and when did you come into the picture? Uh, several weeks after, she was torn up about it. Couldn't mm-hmm. sleep, eat. Her beloved bread basket began to mold over. <laughs> How terrible. It fast enough. Um, and she says, Percy, 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 I need you to help me. I need to have a congress with this cockatoo. Said, Oprah, you came to the right man, and I initiated a seance. Hmm. Uh, where in which we conjured the spirit of cockatoo, and they, uh, Oprah, long story short, apologized. Cockatoo accepted, and everything's good now. After that, it was like a weight was lifted off her, and she became the star that she is today. A little, I would like to think, thanks to my help. That's that's amazing. Unbird what a unbird ending her. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> <coughs> well, that's quite a fascinating tale. Uh, now, was, plumage was beautiful, tail included. Well, now, did you see the the specter of this bird when you did the seance? No, uh, mostly it kind of rattled its cage a little bit. It made its presence known in other ways, not visually, but uh, audibly and mm. sensually. Oh, <laughs> like it started singing love songs or? Yes, it. <laughs> giving massages sticking its little bird tongue in my ear <laughs> I couldn't see it I assume that's what it was a specter of a cockatoo tonguing the inside of my ear it crossed <laughs> wow crossed the other side just to give you a little uh, is that a wet willy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah now, this seems like a very big sort of get for a, a psychic, especially a, a pet psychic, to the stars. How did you learn of your gift originally? Oh, let's see. What? Where'd begin? I guess when I was just a boy growing up in Indiana, I would go to the racetrack and watch the cars drive by zoom zoom <laughs> and i could just feel in my bones that uh animals were all around us in spirit <laughs> and uh so bada bing bada boom fast forward i'm having lunch with uh you know, my good friend, Jimmy F. <laughs> and uh, he mentions to me, you know, my tortoise is not sleeping. It's up mm. all night. I need your help, Percy. And I say, okay, let's see. I go and I find the tortoise. Was it a tortoise or a turtle? That was the issue. He thought he had a turtle. It was a tortoise. So he had him oh. in this nice marsh land. And uh, I was like, no, he wants the desert. Long story short, I didn't even need to go psychic on that one. <laughs> so <laughs> he just got some bad info, some bad reptile info. So that, <laughs> so that was the start of, uh, I guess, your interaction helping others with 
with their animal problems. Yes, stars, more specifically. Oh, so was Jimmy F. from Indiana a, a star? Well, no, this was in Los Angeles after I had moved there. There are not many tortoises in Indiana. Mm. I've fast-forwarded pretty far. <laughs> so we went from the racetrack, the Vroom Vroom, to... Zoom Zoom. Oh, Zoom Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I must be thinking of Formula One. You're yes, that's more European thing. <laughs> yeah. So from the Indy 500... You no, knew- I. Sorry if I misled you. The track that I went to was the Indy Indy 250. Oh, it's not quite as prestigious as the 500. Uh, about half as good. It's about half. Little rundown. Uh, I would go there to place bets on the cars. Ah, but it was there that you sort of felt the presence of animals all around <laughs> us. I felt the presence of animals in my bones. <laughs> And that led me to where I am today. Parcival LaFontaine, pet psychic, to the stars. Yes, yes, good, good. Very good. So you made your way to Los Angeles. Yes. Um, By boat. You, oh, from Indiana. Yes, I had to travel south to the Gulf of Mexico. Hmm. From there, I took a cruise ship through the Panama Canal, straight to Los Angeles, where I currently reside half the time. Other time, I spend in sunny Cancun. Oh, how tropical and fun. Yes, that's where I spend my summers and winters. I go there to watch the Winter X Games. (laughs) Just something about watching a... On TV there, it's soothing. <laughs> I mean, you watch the Winter X Games on TV Cancun. in Cancun. <laughs> I sip a Mai Tai, watch some snowboard tricks. It's a beautiful hmm. thing. You, you're a study in contrasts, I see. You yes, like being in- my TV does have that setting, and I like to put it all the way up so you can only see <laughs> basic outlines of things kind of looks like the movie pie (laughs) i have my settings set so that everything looks like the movie pie well i would like to uh drill into your head a bit (laughs) (laughs) and get to the bottom of this (laughs) psychic business which it seems i guess almost as if it exists Inside of your your mental powers, maybe, is, seems to where the psychic power comes from? Sort of a mental telepathy sort of thing? Yes. Uh, telepathy, maybe. We have yet to see. I'm... Uh, I'm on a service-based basis. Celebrities come to me with their pet problems, and I help solve them the best that I can. Do I always have to use my special powers? No. In fact, not often. Unless I'm trying to commune with a flattened ferret or an exploded koala bear. Uh, Both two things that I've had to do. Mm. Uh, You know, it could be as simple as... Uh, clipping a cat's nails. Hmm. But they so, know to come to me, Percival LaFontaine, pet psychic, to the stars, because that's what I am. Now, do you use your psychic powers, or maybe use is not even the right word. Maybe it just sort of comes to you without your knowledge or your trying that pets have a problem. You sort of are aware that there's a pet out there with a problem, and you know a celebrity is going to come to you, or you go to a celebrity? Well, this is the thing. When I had first gotten started, I'm, you know, <clears throat> up in Chicago, and, uh, <laughs> and I, get a, I get a feeling 
feeling in my bones <laughs> that a bulldog somewhere is not happy. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I, I, almost like a divining rod. I have a the fake leash that you know it looks like you're walking an invisible dog. Yes. <laughs> I use that as a divining rod, and it leads me straight to the house of one Mikey J. Hmm. In Chicago, Mikey J. Curious. Yes. And I say, knock on the door. Say, Michael, Michael, Michael. You got a pet problem, my friend. Your dog is not happy. And after we get through the who are you's and what you doing's here, he lets me see the precious pooch and uh, find out that he had a gallbladder infection. And wow. he was not happy. So we rush him to the vet. Gallbladder is removed. And everyone's happy. That's how I saved Mikey J's bulldog. Wow, that's amazing. So in that case, it was the pet that hired me for my services on behalf of the owner. Ah, oh, and how did the pet pay you? In licks. <laughs> he was very happy. Gave me a tongue bath, which I graciously accepted. And then Mikey J lined my pockets with 250 Gs. My and started introducing me to the rest of the celebrity community. I see. So that's how you got your foot in the door, in a way. Yes. From there, it was... I started in Chicago, like I said, with Oprah there and, uh, you know, uh, Barry O. Barry O. Okay. Yes. Oh, ah, uh, got it. <laughs> This is a All the Chicago sometimes. celebrities, Johnny C, R.I.P. Hmm. <laughs> but yes, from there, I, I got entrenched in the celebrity community and decided it's best to uh, be where the celebrities are, and that's here in Los Angeles. Yes. So I do my commuting. So yes, I went back from Chicago, back to Indiana, down through the south, through the Gulf of Mexico. And, uh, yeah. Through the Panama Canal, up through the Panama past Canal. Baja, California, and then docked at sunny Los Angeles. Yes. At LAX. <laughs> Ship docked. <laughs> it caused, yes, quite, uh, quite may a bit of mayhem when the cruise ship just went through land. <laughs> A real speed two scenario. Yes. <laughs> cruise control. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it a shame they didn't get Tom Cruise for that? I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> they could reboot it. Mission Impossible style. So speed two. <laughs> Mission Impossible. What? Six. Speed two. <laughs> cruise control. <laughs> Hey, we're in the right place to pitch this. How about you and me? I might know a little, uh, Tommy C. And I might know well, a big one, too. Again, uh, you're so cryptic with these names. I find them hard to piece together, but maybe our listeners can be little internet sleuths and figure it out. I'm sworn to secrecy, uh, for most of these. It's, uh... Psychic patient, uh, what do you call it? Confidentiality or privilege? Yes, confidentiality agreement. Uh, you know, any dog that's murdered someone, I can't go to the police or anything. I've sworn to secrecy. The only one I could divulge their full name was Oprah, because there's no way that I could say, like, Opie blank. <laughs> I think, yes, and you were part of a... On her list of favorite things that one year. Yes. And in her rendition of a few of my favorite things that she sang beautifully on her talk show. <laughs> Listed by name, Percival LaFontaine. 
Yes, she loved. Yes. Uh, how did the song go? Whiskers on kittens and also give away free cars. <laughs> Percival LaFontaine, pet psychic to the stars. <laughs> yes. I'm glad you remembered that. You must have uh, videotaped it. Oh, yes. I videotaped every Oprah show. It was uh, quite a lot of tapes I had. One tape per show. Oh, wow. Need a house to build that, just that. Well, I made a house of tapes. <laughs> Wonderful. So I hope a speeding magnet doesn't drive by it. Oh, my, my greatest nightmare. <laughs> well, speaking of nightmares, it sounds like a lot of these celebrities have had nightmare scenarios with their pets, like you mentioned, uh, I believe, a flattened ferret and an exploding koala. <laughs> yes. They, there can be nightmare situations. Um, let me think. Uh, Vinny V was once in possession of what I could only describe as the world's smallest chameleon. Hmm. It fit on the tip of his finger. And he comes to me, he says... Percy, Percy, Percy. <laughs> Look at this chameleon. And I say, what? What chameleon? I don't see nothing. And he says, shit, where'd it go? Oh, no. Not only was this chameleon so tiny, it was almost imperceivable to the human eye, but it could camouflage itself, too. A double whammy. Ah, but it may have been imperceivable, would it, but was it imperceivable? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. In my gasp, I had sucked in the air so, <laughs> so hard <laughs> the tiny chameleon went right into my windpipe. <laughs> How terrible, but what a, an amazing journey for that little chameleon. <laughs> yes. So, I, th this is one instance where the psychic powers do come in handy. So I put my fingers to my temples, mm. and I rub them because I have a headache. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. What always gives me a headache is when something's lodged in my throat. Mm. And then I hear a little, help me, help me. <laughs> uh, this is coming from the chameleon. And, uh, and I say, Mr. Chameleon, where are you? You're so tiny and camouflaged. <laughs> he says, I'm in your windpipe. Give a cough. <laughs> cough, and it comes out. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man, Vinny V was happy to see me that day. Uh, you know, considering he just wanted to show me his tiny chameleon because it was so cute. Uh, but I <laughs> saved the chameleon's life, and he lined... My fedora with a cool 20 G's. <laughs> Incredible. What a fortuitous event that you could really speak sort of psychically with these animals. Yes. I take it you were speaking psychically and the chameleon didn't actually speak English out loud. No, no. That's impossible. Right, Unless you were just... What? We're just communicating to telepathically. Telepathic. Telepathetically. <laughs> well, that's uh, very lucky that you, that you happened to use your powers at that moment. I gotta say, though, you know, there have been a lot of psychics who people don't really trust because maybe they're gaming the system somehow by looking up people's identities online and using some of that information to sort of pull a fast one on them. I mean, does my browsing history include a lot of pet Instagrams? Perhaps. I like to say it's research. I need to be aware of my business and how else to do that by stalking celebrity pets online. Well, of course that makes sense. You don't want to, uh, maybe call a pet by the pet's name 
And that would confuse the owner because then the owner would say, who are you talking about? I named my pet this. I, I assume that pets give themselves their own names. Okay, I was so confused as to what you were saying. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> pets I'm typically will adjust their name once their uh, owner has donned one for them. Uh, but yes, pets without owners do name themselves. But it's much like Pokemon. They just say frog, or in the, the case of the cockatoo, cockatoo. Ah, I see. Okay. So when you're doing your research, it's sort of, it's just a, you're double checking the name maybe to make sure when you do meet the pet that you call them by the right name. Right, right. That kind of research. But you do have psychic powers. Yes, of course. That's how I'm able to psychically commune with the dead pets and the living ones that need my help. Hmm. Now, you said you don't always use your powers, no. but you do help with pets. Yes. There was another celebrity kind of pet... Well, no other way to put this, but pet detective. Ah! Have you ever worked with or are you rivals with this Ace Ventura pet detective? Well, let me tell you a story. <laughs> I love stories. I get a call from my good pal Jimmy C. He says, Percy, Percy, Percy. I'm filming a movie. They've got me in partnership with a monkey. Hmm. I say, okay. What do you want me to do about it? He says, I think this monkey is addicted to bananas. I say, I think that's okay. That's what they eat. He said, not like this. This monkey had bananas coming out of his ears. <laughs> Literally. The monkey was sticking bananas everywhere. So I had to psychically intervene much and, and say, monkey, yeah, the, the banana goes in your mouth. And after a few hours of deliberating with the monkey, showing him proper banana technique, he was able to eat the bananas correctly. And I tell ya, Jimmy C lined my petticoat. I notice you are wearing an interesting <laughs> outfit today. <laughs> With the cool 10 Gs. <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, you are wearing uh, layers upon layers of clothing. I imagine it must get pretty hot in there. <clears throat> yes, but if I need to disguise myself running from the police, I can just shed a layer and I look like a whole new person. Ah. That brings up uh, an interesting question. Have you dealt with the police, uh, maybe helped them with any investigations where a pet was involved? Well, they tried to hire me to uh, train their drug-sniffing dogs. Hmm. But I couldn't do it. A-C-A-B till the day I D-I-E. So, no. Uh. I actively... Work against the police. Mm -hmm. um, I did, in fact, when they asked, uh, the first time I said yes. And I trained the dogs to, uh, instead of sniffing drugs, to just sniff out bacon. <laughs> so anytime that they're looking for drugs, they run to the nearest diner and, uh, yeah, lead them so, on a... Goose chase. You had to train these dogs to <laughs> go after bacon. Yes. Something that dogs... They were all vegetarian. Ah. I see. Yes. So you converted <laughs> them to... Carnivores. Yes. I, yes, that's right. I seem to remember a news story about uh, just a horde of dogs uh, running after uh, an Oscar Mayer wienermobile. <laughs> the wienermobile. <laughs> yes. Wow, what a day. That was you. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, one could say psychicize. I would say hypnotize. Mm. 
But that is uh, one of the services I do offer. Hypnotics to your pet. That's what uh, Shakira does to me. With her hips, I get <laughs> hypnotized. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are hypnotizing. So you have all manner of sort of extrasensory abilities. Uh, you have psychic abilities. You hypnotize animals. Uh, I don't have a question. I'm just pretty amazed. <laughs> it's quite astounding, is it that? It really is. Now, do you use any typical tools of the trade, like a Ouija board or uh, candles or crystal Not ball? Not a Ouija board, but a squeegee. <laughs> I use it to clean the windows of my forerunner at the gas station because a lot of dead flies collect on there, and I hear their screams as they hit the window. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and as they do, it distracts me from my driving. So I pull over, I grab the squeegee, and I wipe their carcasses off my windshield. And that typically gets rid of their spirits for me. I, they don't bother me after that. Mm. A clean, yes, sort of a clean windshield and a clean passing into the afterlife. Yes. Um, so then I typically like to go in and grab some circus peanuts. They're my favorite candy. I love the texture. Nice, chewy foam. Almost like uh, chewing a styrofoam that you get electronics delivered in. Oh, okay. Don't you enjoy... I have some in my pocket right here. Would you like some? Well, now that you... Describe Please, them that way. Absolutely. I insist. You know who else loves circus peanuts? The elephant from Operation Dumbo Drop. Wow. Yes, that classic heartwarming Disney tale of the Vietnam War. Is that... <laughs> I never saw the film. But <clears throat> I'm sitting on my recliner one day watching Extreme Losing... So you must be in Cancun at the time? Yes, you got it. <laughs> Sipping on a Moscow mule. Um, and I get a ring ring on my cellular phone. And this was when cellular phones were pretty pricey. Hmm. And uh <coughs> get a call from a little guy. <laughs> Billy M. He says, Percy, 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 <laughs> I need you on the next plane out of Cancun, straight to, I forget where they filmed it. Uh, it Probably Thailand. Indian. What? Probably Thailand, I would imagine. Yes, that's, they flew me first class to Thailand. Mm. And they said, this Dumbo is not dropping. <laughs> it was too scared. It was so shy. It would not work with any of the actors, but it was the only one that was a member of SAG. <laughs> they said we can't go non-union on this. It won't let us. Hmm. So, <coughs> so I have to work with this shy elephant, trying to coax it out of its elephant shell. Um, <laughs> a pretty big shell. Yes. And the great Tokyo Police Club album. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and Coke said that, uh, so I'm working with it. Day and night is grueling. That's all I have to eat. Gruel for breakfast, lunch, dinner. And they're giving the elephant all kinds of things. Grapefruits, watermelons, cantaloupes. Mangoes. No, he's allergic to mangoes. <laughs> But I take it back. Yes. Uh, you know, the most exotic of the fruits, durians all day. It was a stinking hellhole. Awful. Yes. And so I'm sitting there with my gruel watching this elephant devour the most luscious of foods. And uh, still nothing's working. So I, I say, hey, where's the closest Circle K around? And Billy M. drives me right to there. And I 
squeegee off the jeep. Especially there, so many bugs on the windshield. Right. You get into the gas station. Say, I can't do this. I can't do any more gruel. I was about to give up. Percival LaFontaine, pet psychic to the stars, about to give up? I know. I could not believe it myself. But I say I need a cherry Coke and some circus peanuts just to relax myself. I feel much better. A couple peanuts, a couple sips of Chico. And, uh... (laughs) And, uh... Go back to sit. Elephant's still looking down. Uh, say, elephant. Yeah, it was not owned by anyone, so it was just named elephant. Right. I say, elephant, would you like a sip of my Chico? <laughs> and the circus peanut. And he looks up, tears in his eye, and psychically says to me, yes, please. And he devours both. And from that day on, we were thick as thieves. They get that movie done, box office success, and Percy is on the up and up. And uh, just a little side, you and me, Billy M, lined my snowboarding pants. (laughs) With some G's, I hope? 48 of them. 48 G's. Yes. Amazing. All for Operation Dumbo Drop and the Chico, that's... And I get back in on it, too. I'm still seeing those residuals today. Uh, That's even better. That must be lining a few underwears, I would imagine. (laughs) Yes, with checks. (laughs) 34 cent checks. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I've got the wardrobe... Full of clothes lined with various checks that I get from my Operation Dumble Drop resids. (laughs) (laughs) To be perfectly honest, I forget how we started talking about Operation Dumble Drop. I got a call from Billy M. Oh, yes, of course. Well, you must have hundreds of hundreds of stories of this uh, Tinseltown gossip dealing yes. with pets. Well, I, in my time, I have become a trusted confidant among the Hollywood elite. Mm. And they, yeah, they trust me with their deepest, darkest secrets. I know every celebrity that has murdered someone. That is quite a weight to bear, mind you. For you. For me, yes. You know, a lot of times I have to have therapy sessions with these pets, too. Because, you know, they're not living normal lives. You mean they're sort of in their gilded cages? They're getting stuff for free in swag bags? Yeah. Just, everyone wants them to sponsor, you know, try my dog bone, you know. Give us a shout out on Instagram. Tag me. Right. And they have, they must have no concept of a normal life. No. They maybe feel alone and isolated and removed from friends and who, you know, who's honest, who's uh, authentic in this crazy town. (laughs) So, I use my psychic powers to connect them with the best pet therapists. In L.A. County. Ah. Are there a lot of pet therapists? Tons. Pet therapist capital of the Southwest. Well, I had no idea. Yeah. So you must, you know, be... And I get a little referral free. I was going to say. Referral fee. Yeah. So you must... You sound like you're doing pretty well for yourself out here. Let's say... I've got six closets in my house. I mean, that and alone, just the fact that you have six closets means you have a pretty big house. <clears throat> I did convert two of my bedrooms to walk-in closets, and I sleep 
on the futon in the living room. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to disrupt a good thing you have going, but I Let's, might want to... I get my pockets lined a lot, okay? But I'm terrible with money. Terrible? How do you mean? You spend it extravagantly? I... I, let's say I like to live a lavish lifestyle, and I go squeegee my car maybe 20 times a day. Oh, no. Percy, Percy, Percy. So much that the gas station started charging me. Just for squeegeeing your own car. (laughs) Yes. I couldn't believe it, but I gotta do it. I can't have these flies screaming at me. All day while I'm driving. And it's Los Angeles. You gotta drive. Yes, that's highway robbery. And also, sounds like highway insanity. If you're hearing the screams of the damned all day, (laughs) every day. It's terrible. It's a very hard life to live. I've invested so much money in special earplugs. Then realize it's coming in psychically. Not even through Uh. my ears. What a waste. Bought a whole earplug factory. Oh no. All earplugs. Earplugs. What? <laughs> All earplugs designed specifically for my cauliflower ears. Oh no. Cauliflower I would host ears. boxing tournaments at the Indy 250. Okay. In my younger days, and uh, yes, developed cauliflower ears on both ears. Oh, well, I'm sorry to hear that, but I wonder, maybe you got, maybe that gave you your psychic abilities, those punches to the head? It could be. I say I hosted these. I wasn't fighting. I just was not very liked in the boxing community. (laughs) But they let me host. They said I was the host with the most. No one else would do it. Now you're the host with the ghosts. Yes. Animal ghosts. Spooky stuff. I have to ask, I think all of our listeners will want to know, do all dogs go to heaven? <laughs> no spoilers. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> Part of my confidentiality thing with God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you speak psychically with God? Yes. <laughs> I get it. I think there might be other I'm names. I'm on my futon. Oh. Sipping the Chico. Yes. Not Topo Chico. No. Cherry Coke. Yes, right. <laughs> I get a tingling on my nose. <laughs> this is going to be another Oprah situation. I can't. He's on it. doesn't matter, you know. Right. I say, God, is that you? He says, Percy, Percy, Percy. Why haven't you been praying to me? I say I barely believe in you. But now you're talking to me through my head. What's your problem? What can I help you with? And he has, of course, a labradoodle. (laughs) Of course, yes. I mean, the most heavenly of dogs. And this labradoodle is, let's just say, gun shy when it goes to going out. Come when it comes to going out. And he's holding it, and it's upsetting his tummy. His bladder's about to burst. Hmm. So, obviously, I don't go up to heaven. Obviously. But I say, God, you got any fire hydrants up there? He says, why would we need fire hydrants? We don't even have fires. I say, conjure up a fire hydrant, put it in front of your labradoodle, and let the rest speak for itself. It comes back, tingles my nose again, the the next night. He says, Percy, you saved my Labradoodle's life. He was about to burst. His bladder was going to explode. And he whizzed all over that fire hydrant. Oh, that's fantastic. You did God a huge favor. And now that I think about it, there was that, yes, I believe that uh, town that got washed away by acid rain. (laughs) It did cause quite a natural disaster. <laughs> but, and, uh, so I'm standing there, loafers open, waiting to be lined. 
Not just a penny. What's it? Not just a penny for Not penny just loafers. A penny. You know, you know what I'm looking for. I think I do. You're gonna line those loafers with some G's. But the G man himself says that uh, my service alone should be payment. So that was the last time I worked for him. Ooh, you drive a hard bargain. Yeah. Well, you did him a favor. Yeah. So I guess I nice felt good about it for a while. Hopefully, guaranteeing my spot up there can't be. Hopefully, a long time from now. But uh, let's see what my bum pancreas says about that. Oh, I... years of <laughs> years of uh, circus peanuts. We'll do that. Six Two bags pancreas. a day. Six bags. Yeah. Oh my. You thought that monkey was addicted to bananas. I had a problem. These circus peanuts. Oh dear, psychic, psych thyself. <laughs> If only I could. If I wish that I was a pet that I could just psychic myself to. Maybe I should go to a dominatrix, have her leash me up, and then I can figure out what's going on in my own head. I think that sounds like a wonderful idea. Yeah. I think you, I think you solved it. Yeah. You know, I feel like I was able to communicate with you pretty good when you're in that dog cage, that kennel. Yes. Now, is that only because I was in the, the dog crate? It could be. I don't know. I felt your desperation. It was palpable. Well, that's normal. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of an everyday thing. (laughs) But you knew that I was going to mulch madness. Uh, No, I I am waiting for my compost bin. Can you sort of divine where that is? Let me see. I... Let me grab my invisible dog leash. And... This compost bin, it should have worms, bugs, those kinds of things. Oh, oh! I, I sent some very happy worms. Oh, wow. Yes, your, your invisible leash is moving. It's, it's vibrating. Oh, it's in the Delta Sky Lounge. The Delta Sky Lounge? Oh, no, but I'm not a Platinum member. Well, I am. That well, compost we'll... bin is mine! <laughs> Percy, no. I'm going straight to Mulch Madness. I'm gonna win first place. See ya, sucker! Wow, Percival LaFontaine, pet psychic to the stars. To the stars! Thank you, Percy. Has run away and is going to take my compost bin and... Well, I'll try to catch up with him. Track him down. Uh, but... You know, I suppose that's a different story. Until next time, I'm Ronald Donaldson.